Hey, and welcome to episode, what is it, now three? Wow, time flies you, when you're having fun. You cannot count that intro to the intro as an episode. It made me count it as an episode trailer, and everyone was wondering why the numbering was off. But anyways, welcome to what is allegedly episode three of the what, Corey? The Baking It Down podcast with sugar cookie marketing. She's been practicing. It's getting better. So basically, just to recap how we want this show to go, we're going to try to keep it to 30 minutes, no promises. Um, But we wanted to start with a quick intro of who we are, skip down to what we have now called the Marketing 10 Minutes, because a marketing minute is just not going to cut it. Um, And then I wanted to do uh, the business with bacon. Just kind of a little bit of business theory and finish going through voicemails. Thanks for everyone who called in. And then at the end, we'll go over some group stuff, stuff that we have going on in the group. And then after that, um, kind of talk about what we want to talk about next week. I love that. Okay, a little bit about the podcast. What is this podcast about? It's about all things marketing as it relates to your baked goods. So if anything you make gets heated up, with the exception of microwavable dinners, it totally counts. For those of us who like to enjoy crea- crafting a microwavable meal, you're still welcome here. Yeah, I totally included that part because that's all that Heather makes. Yeah, I'm more of the connoisseur of cookies, um, which is an important part of the baking process. It really is. Heather, let them know who are the Miracle Twins. We are the Miracle Twins, self-proclaimed miracles. Just kidding. That's actually just our last name. I know it is weird. And we are actually two different people. I know we sound identical. We are actually not. We're separate people. This is not just Corey talking back and forth to herself. But I've been in digital marketing now for over 10 years, um, from flipping websites to website design and social media management and search engine optimization. Yeah, uh, that, that's going to be a sleeper, sleeper words right there. <laughs> I sleep great every night just reading reports. Um, so uh, as you probably already know, we do have a Facebook group. Um, that's where this marketing podcast kind of came from. But if you aren't a part, we would love for you to join us. It is called Sugar Cookie Marketing Group on Facebook. And Heather, did you know that we hit 14,000 members today? Congratulations, twin sister. Oh, congratulations, twin sister. <laughs> okay, so that brings us out of the intro. I think you guys are annoyingly sure of who we are. Um, but that takes us to the marketing minute. Corey, I know you had a story from this past week. Your hair definitely tells a tale. <laughs> so as you guys cannot see here, my hair is looking a mess. Can confirm. Heather can confirm. But I wanted to almost tell you about how my mind worked with this story. So I wanted to talk about my hair straightener. I I know, I know it doesn't have anything to do with cookies or baking whatsoever, but this is literally the biggest thing to happen to me all week, but I swear it'll tie into sales. But Heather, do you remember back in the day when I bleached my hair? Right. Nobody's ever forgotten. (laughs) It was a sad, sad time. I remember walking into a store and the cashier gentleman literally looked at me and said, your hair is hurting my eyes. Um, so yeah, that is just a time I would like to bury in history. My hair's back to its original color. Thank the Lord. But my hair straightener from way back when actually died. Oh, rest in peace, little guy. I know. So I actually had to head out to get a hair straightener and with, it died mid hair straightening time. That's was, usually when they die. Yeah. It when was, you need him most. When I needed it. I was counting on him. I shook him. I even beat him against the wall. You have to, <laughs> to ensure the death has been complete. <laughs> so I headed out with half a head of straight hair, half a head of wazy crazy hair, and headed to my favorite place, which is 
Target. Target. I knew it. <laughs> so I went to Target and I didn't honestly know a brand. I don't really buy hair straighteners all the time. So I said, hey, whatever speaks to me in the aisle is probably what I'm going to go with. So I actually went into the hair straightener aisle. Is that hair straightener aisle? Is that a place? I think it's a place we've all been. Just for once every few years, everyone finds himself in the hair straightener I think there aisle. Was, there was one lonely lady along the hair straightener aisle with me shopping as I went there. But I actually went in there and I started looking at the hair straighteners. So I'm a pretty middle of the aisle type of buyer, meaning I don't ever buy the most expensive, but I also don't really look for the cheapest because in my mind, I... Don't want to pay for name brand. I don't want to just pay for the name. But then if I buy the cheapest, I also want something that's not going to leave me mid hair straightener. Back to the straightener. Back to the straight. Yeah, exactly. So back to the hair straightener. But Heather, let me tell you something that happened. When I was looking at the hair straighteners, they had only one that was $100 and the rest of them were all around $29.99. So my mind stood there looking at probably five straighteners that were $29.99 and the one that was $100. And do you know which one I grabbed? Tell me. I grabbed the $100 ones. And I just want to tell you what went through my mind. And tell, Am I crazy? Is this a marketing term? But in my mind, I said, hey, all those ones are cheap. They're all $29.99. They're not going to last me. This one that is $100 will probably last me for years into the future. There was no middle of the aisle guy. It was either expensive or it was cheap. So I went with a hundred dollar guy. That's a great point. You're actually bringing two different ev- uh, two different words, two different phrases of economics. And the first one I want to talk about is the common law of business balance, which says that you your assumption when you see something cheap compared to something more expensive is that the manufacturer, in order to produce the cheaper version, probably cut corners. That's exactly what went through my mind. Now, I know people on this podcast would be like, yeah, I definitely would buy the $29.99 when you're insane to go buy something that's name brand, whatever, something that's overpriced, you're spending money on a, uh, on a name, not for quality. But that brings up another type of economic term, which is called false economy. And that's the concept of purchasing something cheaper to save money in the short term. And in the long term, it ends up costing you more because you are boring, buying more straighteners. Well, Find I, yourself I, in the straightener aisle, of course. <laughs> yeah, that was me. But I mean, you're... You're absolutely right. No one was forcing the more expensive one in my hand. I think I stood in the aisle alone for like four minutes before I put it in my cart and headed elsewhere because we all know you don't just get one thing and leave, right? Not not at the Bullseye Boutique, you do not. <laughs> not at the Bullseye Boutique. Um, but that brings up a great point. It's not lost on me that Target keeps straighteners next to each other. Explain. Because in that way, when I can see a bunch of straighteners together, I can start working comparisons. Here's a cheaper one. Here's a more expensive one. It helps my buying process. If I have to go hunt, here's a straightener. Okay, odds are I could buy it, couldn't buy it. Is this one on sale? I have to go scouting for it. Mm. The odds of me upselling myself are much harder because those products aren't located directly next to each other. Oh, I see what you're mm-hmm. saying. There was an interesting question in the group this week. I know I'm springing this one on Corey. That's all right. Um, but someone said, hey, I have a Google form. Should I put my most expensive things towards the top or towards the bottom? So how did you answer I said, put your best sellers that are most expensive towards the top. Make me fall in love with the me that gives the best gifts and make me sad about the me that wants to cheapen out there at the end. Like fall in love. This is an end of little arrangements practice either way. Go to their website. The biggest and the best is at the top. The worst and the lowest is towards the bottom. By the time you've fallen in love with the top, 
when you see what the lower option is, it's not as shiny as it once was. I fall for that sales tactic 100% of the time. <laughs> oh, great. You are twins. We, I do the same thing. So yeah. So in the end, you ended up buying the $100 strainer. I actually did. Um, as you can see, I have not used it you yet. You have not. <laughs> but uh, to me, it just said, hey, there is more quality. There's more value. If I spend the big bucks now, um, that I'll be happier on down the road when I'm straightening my hair in the morning. And it caught you at a pain point. You were at the point where a mm. faulty straightener had left you high and not so dry. Yes. And uh, <laughs> um, and I guess that, that now when you go shopping, you see the opportunity to spend a little bit more will save you from the stress you're currently in. I do say, and I when it, as it relates to baked goods, is most people are buying... Um, whether it be hot cocoa bombs or Easter cookies, there's there's a expiration date. So people are buying for a reason, whether it be a birthday that's coming up. Um, they have a pain point. They need to supply cookies, baked goods for this specific date, this specific party, this specific gift. Um, so I think people have that mindset of, hey, am I going to be up the creek without a paddle if I go with maybe the cheaper option all the time? Or can I spend a little bit more? And get a little bit more value and be guaranteed to be the star of the show when I show up with these cupcakes. Another great point is, I'm going to ask Corey an impromptu question. Oof. What roofer do you recommend? This is, this is the best question ever because I don't have a roofer to recommend because you buy a roof maybe tops once every 20 years. Right. So the odds are, if I ask a sundry amount of people that question homeowners that have been homeowners for 20 years, they're all going to recommend the only person they ever used. They have nothing to compare it off of because they never needed to use them twice. Yes, I know people out there, I replaced my roof three times this year. You're not our target audience for this question. Don't buy that roof for for again. Whatever you're doing, stop. Um, But the concept there is I, I am not a baker. This is Heather speaking. I don't know what hot cocoa bombs require. I don't know if there is a cheap kind of chocolate, an expensive kind of chocolate. But my what I've been trained to say is the most expensive probably isn't really nice chocolate. The cheapest is probably the least nice chocolate. I'm probably going to go either more expensive. This is for a gift. If it's for me, I'm probably going to go middle of the road. Mm-hmm. So I know that people look at Facebook Marketplace and say, how could this person be charging so cheap? There's no way I can compete with them. The key is don't compete with them. Yeah, it's not a race to the bottom. If it was a race to the bottom, we'd all be out of business within the next six Mm -hmm. months. I mean, we could make cookies for free, and some of y'all do. um, But if you charge the value, if you can find what the cost is for you and then charge the value, you're going to find the clientele that's willing to pay that. Exactly. So that actually kind of segues us into our next topic, which is business boundaries and business burnout. Okay. I just want to let you guys know, Heather has been on this boundary kick for about 24 hours now, and I've never been having so much boundary (laughs) with me. I think she greeted me this morning with a boundary. Uh, Yeah. um, Yeah. So boundaries are this, this new concept I'm studying. So I'm getting a little bit burnout in my day job, and it's just people constantly asking, asking, asking what we call it in the marketing world world is scope creep, meaning, hey, here's what we quoted you. Here's the work we provide. But then they kind of see, well, you guys seem like you're good at IT. Maybe you could help fix this. Hey, this isn't working on my computer. Could you help me fix this? Hey, you guys have cameras. Can I just, can you just swing by and Mm. get a video done? Mm. Every time I say yes to something I should have said no to, I'm training my client. Yeah. And you can train them in a good way, or you can train them as Heather does. In a terrible way. <laughs> so the concept being is setting business boundaries. So I know 
I'm going to ask this question. I know everyone's going to think of a name. Do you have a client in your mind that you hate working with? Mm. Don't say the name out loud. Mm-hmm. Just think of them. Maybe think negative thoughts, Terrible whatever, thoughts. <laughs> that they're out there. But the reason that they're there is because you haven't input boundaries. So, Corey, I know we're probably thinking of a similar client, possibly. I'm not saying no names, but you're probably right. Okay. I, I see a little twinkle in your eye there. <laughs> I do, I do. So when dealing with this client, he would possibly email on Saturdays asking for a Saturday meeting. Well, we don't plan meetings on weekends because Corey and I do not work on weekends. Every time I email him back on a Saturday, I'm letting him know, hey, I know I said I don't work on the weekends, but I actually do. So feel free to email me Saturday, Sunday. Honestly, schedule a meeting at last minute because I'm going to still answer the phone Mm. so you don't have to give me a heads up. And guess what that does when Heather creates a boundary down the road for this gentleman who always got a yes from Heather on a Saturday or a Sunday or an impromptu meeting, and finally she says no. He's going to be mad. And there's two options for things that will happen. He will be mad for the short term, but understand that a boundary has been set and come back around, or he will be dissatisfied with Heather who says no. This is also Heather talking in third person with me who says no. When I when the client falls off because he's not happy that you have a boundary, he was not your ideal client. Your ideal you is a person with boundaries. The people who enter and come and go from that are a result of your target market. Now, I know we preach in the group is not everybody is your target audience, right? Yeah, absolutely. They're not. And if you are taking every call and you have that nightmare client and they're constantly late and picking up and then you're never charging them late fees, you're never charging them rush fees, you can't possibly be mad at them for at, continue to do the same behavior over and over again. So to give them a little resolution, what, how, what happened with that one client that you just brought up, the one who schedules on Saturday and things like that? How did you remedy the situation? We created um, some boundaries. And we applied them to him and he refused to abide by them. So meaning he doesn't respect the boundaries. And he's not your ideal client. And we cut him loose today. Yes. So does that hurt right now in this moment? Ooh, I I feel like a little pain in my back pocket where my wallet used to be. That is a pain that you are going to experience as you discover your ideal client. But a bigger pain is if you're so burnt out, you can't do anything at all. And you just want to quit. Throw Mm -hmm. in the towel. This isn't for me. I'm done. Who wants to buy my million cookie cutters? Exactly. So my concept is you train your clients. Your clients are training you. It's the back and forth. When they ask you, hey, I won't be able to make it to the time we agreed upon, rush fee or uh, late fee. That's what those are fee. And I know there's certain circumstances, and you're like, oh, this doesn't work for everybody. Hey, if there is an illness in a family, an emergency in the family, you can make that personal call. That's absolutely fine. But if the majority of the time you're bending over backwards and none of your customers are, there's a, there's an internal there's a boundary issue. missing. Exactly. Um, and that's a great point. So people say, well, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me to say an extra hour, leave my porch open for an mm-hmm. extra hour for a pickup. Here's when you know a boundary needs to be set. When you start resenting the person. Oh, I Heather knows that sometimes I've bent over when I shouldn't have and been like, oh, yeah, you can come in about two hours. And then they'll come one minute away from the two hour mark. And I just almost want to throw the cookies at them. Right. So Corey's boundary was not set correctly because it ended up in her being resentful for the person. The person had no clue. They Mm -hmm. only did what they've always done. And it's important for us to protect our own boundaries. And that is my new like kick this week. I'm totally feeling it. I agree. And hey, just to that, I know I'm just going over your time a little bit. No, actually we have three more minutes. 
well, then I'll talk Take it slowly. away. <laughs> I'll take the time. Um, but I did make a post in the group about using Facebook Messenger for your business. Great point. So if you guys read it, and I highly suggest, I think Heather's going to have a link in here somewhere for you guys. Um, you can use that Facebook Messenger and have an away message, and it goes up when you go down to bed. So no one is ever going to die not getting cookies at one in the morning, but your relationship with your family might. You know, you're taking time away from your kids, taking time, really taking time away from the things that this business is supposed to be providing you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I swear, if I say um one more time. She's I, the um twin. You I'm can bringing, tell it's Corey if it's preceded <laughs> If it starts with an um, um and it ends with an um. I'm going to bring an um jar, like the cussing jar next week, but every um I'm going to. Put a dollar in it. We can go out to eat Not a dollar. I'll be broke. Uh, But using Facebook, I still started, using Facebook Messenger to help your business to create those boundaries is almost like a set it and forget it. It's working for you. It's creating those boundaries. You leave an awesome away message that says, hey, I'm going to get to you, you know, when the sun comes up, when a bird starts chirping. No one has died from not getting cookies delivered in a day. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Hey, studies need to be done. (laughs) Truly do. But that's a great point. Uh, Corey's got a great point with Facebook Messenger. You set your work hours, but I'm open all the time. No, you are not. Your family wants time with you. You are not 100% in your business. You must sleep. You must eat. You must spend time with your kids and your husband, even if you do not want to. There are times when you are working and there are times when you are not, and you must separate and protect both of those. Amen. So Facebook Messenger will give you an away message. Make it work for you. Make it ask them for their uh, email address. Make it ask for their order. Make it ask for what their ideas are. That way, when you log in at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. the next morning, you can see exactly where you left off and nobody was hurt in the making of this away message. Amen. Say it louder for the people in the back. Heather, have your boundaries. Another great tip, one I found that I'll link to if we can figure out how to link in the podcast notes is uh, an app called Quiet by Gmail. Um, And it's a third-party app that integrates with Gmail and stops your Gmail from pinging your phone for certain set hours. Oh my goodness. Yep, so you can truly go to sleep. And sleep and wake up. And then at 9 a.m., the Quiet by Gmail app enables your Gmail to start pinging you again. You actually can have it ping only at certain hours of the day, too. So if you want to check it at 8 a.m. and check it again at 2 p.m., and then that is your Gmail checking of the day. Everything else will be addressed tomorrow at 8 a.m. I love that. Heather knows that I have a Quiet by Corey. As soon as I enter my house, I put my phone on silent. Good luck getting a hold of that woman when she walks through her doors. But that's a great boundary set. So everyone knows that when Corey walks into her home, she's impossible to get a hold of. (laughs) Please don't burn down anything. I will not be able to get a hold of till about 9 tomorrow. Right. So that's a great boundary that you set. And then... So everyone, if you're feeling a little anxiety in your business, that's a negative feeling that needs to be turned into a positive feeling. And the way you can do that is by assessing your boundaries. Amen. Oh, that was great, girl. That was great. Great. Okay. We're going to try playing some voicemails. Okay. This is going to be a little difficult. This is test number one of the voicemails. So go easy on twin number one. Heather is in charge of this segment. (laughs) If it sounds really muffled, I've given up on dropping the actual audio into the podcast and you're just listening to my speakers. <laughs> I will try. But here we go. Here's a voicemail from Jackie Witty. Hey, girls. My name is Jackie Witty, and I just wanted to thank you all for taking the time to do this. This is wonderful because I normally don't have time to watch stuff, but I can listen. Thank you all. Y'all are doing an awesome job. Okay, well, Jackie's my so new best friend. Nice. 
things. That is so nice. Oh, wow. That was a great way to start off our little segment. Well, thank you, Jackie Witty. Thank you so much for oh, calling. Cool. I'll pay you later. Okay, great. Yeah, send her that check in the mail. <laughs> I will promise. do. Here's one from my favorite Sam's Cookie University, who I always thought was a man until I took one of her lives, and it was definitely not a Sam. Is this thing on? Testing, testing. My name is Sam. I'm a cookie cutter aholic. I have not purchased a cookie cutter in over a year because I now make my own and teach others to do the same. So anyway, hey, Heather and Corey. Um, I know this is marketing related to cookies, but my situation is a little bit different. Um, I sell education on 3D printing and designing cookie cutters. I love that you're telling people to start a Facebook group. Um, I started mine for my birthday last year, and I have to tell you, it has been so amazing. The community that has been formed, it's been empowering me and also empowering um, my users. I think it makes both me and my users feel really special. And then we get an opportunity to share knowledge with everyone. But my question is a little bit, Um, different, but I guess it would be similar to increasing prices. So I'm in the process of starting a second Facebook group. My second Facebook group would be called Sam's Cookie University 101. Um, Nothing would change in my regular Facebook group because um, nobody pays for anything. They get all the knowledge for free. We do lives on Sunday night. But in Sam's Cookie University 101, Um, They will get, you know, everything they've gotten before, but now they're going to be getting targeted videos to where they don't have to watch an entire live to figure out one small portion. So my concern is that everybody's been getting so much for free um, that now I'm going to be charging for my new group. And so I want to make sure that um, people understand the value. So they are going to be getting some really organized content. They are going to be getting special STL files. But I'm just worried because everybody's been getting so much for free. Um, I absolutely love my group. I love your group, Sugar Cookie Marketing Group, and I adore this podcast. So let me know what you guys think. I'm about to roll it out with a bunch of new um, cutters and fun stuff, and um, I cannot wait for your next podcast. Have a great day. Bye, guys. I love you. I love you and your husband's lives. I think you guys are probably the cutest couple of the Joanna Gaines of Facebook and 3D cookie cutters. Um, I love that question. Thanks so much for calling in. I think people that like your content and want more of that content want to support you. If there's value, people want to be there, and you are saying you're going to provide even more value, that's like a no-brainer. Great point. So I know that people feel weird monetizing a group, but the I got to come back to the algorithm. It's really hard to get content in front of people from the group aspect. So when you do switch to something, as long as the group is maintained the way it was, switching to another platform for a monetized group actually adds more value. People want to support people who add value. It's as simple as that. I know Corey and I are working on a few courses, and these will be more intricate, deep, d- deep, deep, 
dive? A deep dive. A deep dive mm-hmm. courses into people who, this is no longer, I'm not doing it for my family. I'm doing this to pay my rent. Like I have a goal this year and I will be growing my business. I will not be where I am right now in six months. So that content we want to create is really complex and it's not meant for the average cookier person who's just trying to, you know, get a light box, which is great. But when we're talking about DNS records and websites set up and MX record integration, that is lost in a lot of people because it doesn't matter to most of them. So what we're going to do is spend a lot of time creating more complex co- content, but we got to monetize it as well. So it makes it worth our time because we'd be, we'd be two-faced to preach to people, hey, charge your worth and then never charge our worth. So Sam, I think you're in the, you've added a ton, ton of value. Keep the group going the way it is. But if you're going to continue to add even more value, let me pay you for that. I'll be the first person to reach into my wallet. And I'm going to be the first person to make Heather reach into her wallet so she can make me more cookie cutters. Yeah, that was a, this has been a nightmare scenario. <laughs> I have most. loved this new venture of you two. Can you just make it? I said, whatever happened to that one I made you last time? I don't feel like making it. Well, when she's just making them, you don't have to use them anymore. You can just collect them. Yeah, this has become a nightmare scenario. But anyways, I think that's a great question. And I think that people truly want to support the people that add value to their lives. If I can help you earn... 10 more dollars, asking you to pay me five more dollars to earn that 10 is a drop in the bucket. Yeah, no brainer. Okay, we have one last, one last voicemail. Oh, please play that voicemail. I'm so curious. Hello, I just had a quick question for Heather. What is it like to be related to Corey? I mean, do you wake up every day starstruck? I'm just curious, uh, do you know, just from the mind of the people's just Want to know your thoughts, um, what it's like to be related to her. Uh, do you have her autograph by chance? Any information is great. Thanks. Take care. Bye. <laughs> it wasn't me. Answer the people. <laughs> it is amazing being related to my identical copy. That was definitely Corey calling. <laughs> I didn't think anyone was actually going to call in this week. So I said, let me do either a favor and give her a phone call that we can play back. Okay, guys, great. I loved the voicemails except for that last one there. But if you want to call in, what we'd encourage is the 571-556-5644. You can comment on last week's podcast. Corey, what did we talk about last week? Last week, we talked about Facebook group versus Facebook pages and which one should be the one you are choosing. Love that. The way you said it was very exciting as well. <laughs> but, um, you know, you can give us a shout out. I know Jackie Witty called in with just a plain I love you voicemail, which is my absolute favorite. Yeah, more of those. <laughs> Sam asked a really great question and then Corey complimented Had herself. The, the best question of the day. Great. So, guys, feel free to call in. Again, that number is 571-556-5644. And it is a voicemail only. No one will talk to you. Don't worry about that. Okay, Corey, switching gears here. All righty. Just going over some group stuff we have this week. Okay, I'm excited about this one. We have a live going down on Thursday, March 11th, 7 p.m. And it's all about pop-ups when you have next to no social media following. But I thought you needed a following to have a successful pop-up. Girl, you don't. You do not need a big following. And Wheezy is going to break it down for us how she is successful with her pop-ups and she doesn't have a ginormous following like some bakeries do. Can we call her word of mouth Wheezy now? Word of mouth Wheezy. Word of mouth Wheezy is going to break it down on Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be alive in the group. See, there is definitely a live event. But she's going live in the group. Otherwise, I'd have to go live with her. And frankly, not planning on showering. 
And I'm not planning on opening my hair straightener quite yet. Right. So that was one. And something else we've started that I'm kind of excited about is a three by three by three Instagram engagement challenge. A baby version of the $1.80 engagement challenge from Gary Vaynerchuk. The three by three by three challenge is pretty simple. You follow, you comment on three accounts that follow you. Can you do that, Corey? Uh, absolutely. You comment on three accounts that you follow. Ooh, all the time. And you comment on three accounts that neither follow you nor you follow. So you're saying just nine comments a day to be a part of the three by three by three challenge? That is all it takes. But the comments have to be slightly engaging. Oh, dare you throw a wrench in the system. I know. So no more. Need setup. Nice cutter. <laughs> cool colors. Emoji, emoji, emoji. It has to be something that engages the audience. And the best way to engage people is to ask a question or make an interesting comment. Ooh, or read their caption and answer their question with an answer and a question. I love it. I love it. And that is awesome in growing engagement. I've done it for the past since we started this. This will be day five, I think. Yeah, Heather, I will say that I log in and double check on Heather and that insights have just blown up for just such a simple challenge. And I know that the dollar eighty was a as a chunky challenge and that challenge had a lot of footwork. This guy really doesn't leave much for excuses. It's pretty simple following follower, somebody you don't follow. But how can I find somebody I don't follow, Corey? Oh, that's great. You can actually look up hashtags um, and find hashtags. Hashtag sugar cookie, I think has over 4 million mentions Mm -hmm. and constantly is getting updated. So new cookie people, old cookie people. But when I put in that hashtag sugar cookie, the top com the top posts have so many comments already. Oh, girl, you go to most recent. Those ones have no comments because they were posted seconds ago. Best part, those people are still on the platform. So guess what they're going to do when they get the little notification that someone commented there? Get a little endorphin high because who doesn't like a comment that's genuine and interesting? Girl, I love me a comment that's genuine and interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one thing I've asked is how far back is too far back for comments? Someone said a year and you're a creep. So... I don't know if that is, but there's so much new content that's constantly getting onto the platform. So if you blow through hashtag sugar cookies, there's hashtag cookie decorators. It's really whatever you're looking for, whatever type of account you're try- trying to grow, go for those hashtags. What if I wanted a local hashtag? Cause I'm a local cookier. Well, there is actually for our area. So don't y'all go typing it in, um, is Northern Virginia foodies. It is a huge foodie collection of people right here where we live. So if I wanted to get local folks into my feed and put my stuff into their feed. That's where I'm going to start. And that one has a twofold benefit. Heather's swinging in here. It has a Northern Virginia, a location mm-hmm. tag, and it also has a foodies tag, which means people who enjoy spending money Food. on consumables. Yes. Oh, Heather, quick question for you. Go ahead. I missed days one through five. Am, do I, am I just out? Can I not join the challenge? You must delete your Instagram profile. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so no, you can jump in whenever. And that's the great thing about Instagram. Marketing only works when you do. It does not tend to work when you don't. So the more effort we put in, even if you start on day five, heck, if you start on day 25, you're still going to see results from it if you haven't been using Instagram consistency. This is consistently. This is a goal to get you consistent on the platform. Yes. Well, Heather, we have actually reached the 30-minute mark. Okay. I know we don't have a topic for next week yet, but we wanted to let everyone kind of have a vote on that. Yes. Let us know. Uh, Be loud like us. If someone would like to 
count up the number of times Corey said, um, oh, please, I will block you from the group. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. So thank you so much. So that kind of recaps what we did. What we talked about today was who we are, what Sugar Cookie Marketing Group is about. Corey in the marketing 10 minutes covered, what'd you cover? Hair straighteners hair straighteners, which is a great application to cookies, but the pricing strategy behind it is really important. Then we went to business boundaries and waxed old on the thought of those boundaries and protecting them and setting them. Went through our voicemails. Thanks again, Sam and Jackie and not Corey. Thank you. And then wrapped it up with some group stuff. So Thursday in the group at 7 p.m. Eastern time is that Facebook Live and the 3x3x3 challenge. I usually get around to posting it every night around 6, 7, or 8. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have that three-hour window open. Okay, thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you.